Consider when the last time was that you had to make a difficult sacrifice for the sake of your Catholic faith. When was the last time that you had to suffer something for the sake of the truth, for the sake of doing what is right, doing what is just? When was the last time that you had to make a sacrifice of something that was actually important to you, something valuable to you? So, for example, when is the last time that standing up for the truth, for what's right and just, lost you a friendship that you had? Or when is the last time that standing up for the truth, for what is truly Catholic, lost you a promotion? Or when is the last time that being honorable and living in accord with the Catholic faith came at any real price? If we can't think of things that we've had to sacrifice for God's sake, even kind of recently, then we're probably engaging in some mental gymnastics. We're probably justifying our choices and telling ourselves we had good reason to give up on this or that seemingly small thing. We tell ourselves that our sins aren't, they're not so bad, right? We had some... uh, proportionate justifying cause for not doing what we knew we needed to do. We might even say something like, well, well, now's not the right time. Like, in the future, I'm sure that when the right time comes, I'll recognize it, but now's not the right time for me to take a stand that is a risk of a friendship or something valuable to me. But I know, I'm sure, that when I get in the situation and I have to take a stand for something... I know that I'll recognize it then, but probably now, that's, that's not it now. We promise ourselves that although we won't hold on to our Catholic faith in this moment, under the life of grace in this moment, in this situation, when the time comes, we would. But if we aren't even being faithful in small things, it's unlikely that we'll be faithful in big things when it really, really counts, not just when it really counts. And if we're not going to make the hard choice and sacrifice something that's valuable to us when the time comes, that sounds to me like we're on the easy road. So if we haven't had to make a sacrifice for our faith, for doing what is right and just, we're on the easy road. Yeah, the reality is that achieving heaven is really hard. And you have to be you have to be precise in your direction and precise in your choices. So, if we can't think of anything that's really big uh, that we've had to sacrifice, then either we've been extraordinarily lucky not to have to make a tough call, or Maybe we missed the tough call. Maybe we missed the tough decision. We were supposed to choose God, and we chose convenience instead. But now you can look at some more everyday things. So consider how difficult it is 
after a long day, when all you want to do is sit down and think about nothing, consider how difficult it is in that circumstance that really, totally average, literally happens every day circumstance to get yourself to say your daily prayers. We tell ourselves, I just can't do it right now. I'm so worn out. My, my day today, unlike every other day, was so hard. And so I, I just can't. I'm going to take the day off from my prayer today, and I'm going to take care of that tomorrow. Like, now is not the time when I need to worry too much about it, but when it really counts, tomorrow, I'll be sure to pray then. We go a day, and a few days, in a week, or even more, without turning to our Divine Lord in prayer at all. Because even that little difficulty is too hard for us. That's a good litmus test, by the way. Um, if we're supposed to put God above all other things and not have any gods above God, if we can go a solid week without turning to God in prayer, then we've put everything else of that week ahead of God. Like, if all of our time is spent on other things, then God is certainly not first in our life. So that means that we'd be putting like, our friends or our job and the money that we made at our job or our personal relaxation time or even, embarrassingly enough, like the two hours that get wasted um, looking at silly websites about the top ten such-and-such things, which you've never cared about until you happen to see it. So you actually, like when you fall into this, we end up putting clickbait in front of God, even. Like, avoiding clickbait is hard enough for, is too hard for us. Avoiding that. That's, uh, that's a pretty average, everyday, boring temptation. And apparently even that can be too tough. So if even that is too tough to overcome, we're on the easy road, and it's going the wrong way. Perhaps we who are living in this wealthiest time in history and rarely choose to make a real sacrifice, even some small one, and then rarely choose to make tough moral decisions because we'd have to sacrifice something, perhaps we're on the easy road, looking at the wide gate. And if that's us, in a lot of ways, we're like the rich man in the gospel today. We're the man who was dining sumptuously while Lazarus was starving. We're the one who's choosing the, to enjoy the pleasures of this life rather than the pleasures of eternal life. And perhaps, maybe, maybe we have already gained the world and lost the soul. Maybe. But blessedly, we have this Lent. We have this Lent as the chance to train our bodies and train our minds. We have this Lent to reclaim our souls. We have this Lent to get back from the easy road and onto the hard road. We have this Lent to turn and walk toward the narrow gate, the one that leads to eternal life. So that means we have this Lent to start making the tough call and to strengthen our bodies and minds to overcome those small temptations as well, entering through the narrow gate. 
So now we're about two weeks into Lent. So probably our initial resolve is beginning to falter a little bit, it's beginning to waver. The sacrifices that we made two weeks ago should start to be getting annoying by now. And we might even be tempted now to take the easy road even with Lent. So the Lenten sacrifices of prayer and fasting and almsgiving, we might be tempted to take the easy road there too. Those are supposed to be the sacrifices we make that train us to make the daily sacrifices, like praying when you're tired, or getting off the internet for 10 minutes. They're supposed to train us to do those things, to make those choices. And then if we can do that, we'll be able to make the truly difficult choices when it really, really counts and our faith requires a sacrifice. Then we know we're on the hard road. But the way that Lent works is that those sacrifices we make are supposed to be like practice for overcoming the mental gymnastics we'll run into later on. So probably our Lenten sacrifice, we're going through the same mental gymnastics, the same self-justifications. And we say things like, well, I know I'm fasting today, but I'm just going to have a little extra snack because like I'm crazy hungry and I need it. So I'm going to give up on my Lenten sacrifice for today, just today. It's the same kind of phrasing. It's the same logic. It's the same self-deception. So if we can overcome that mental gymnastic when something is an extra sacrifice, perhaps we could persevere with moral decision-making. So if we can focus ourselves to persevere in our Lenten sacrifices, our Lenten observance of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, then to overcome our mental gymnastics and rationalizations, if we can do that during Lent, we'll be strong enough to escape the daily temptations and then those temptations of giving up our faith when it's truly a tough decision, when it requires a real sacrifice. The sacred liturgy itself reminds us of this over and over and over. So we're supposed to use during Lent prayer, fasting, and almsgiving to overcome temptations like sloth and anger and gluttony, and in particularly in the Lenten liturgy, it reminds us to overcome lust. So the collect today, which you heard sung a bit ago, says, Grant, O Lord, the help of your grace, that while we are intent upon fasting and prayer, fasting and prayer, the Lenten sacrifice, we might be delivered from the enemies of soul and of body. Those are those temptations that come from mental gymnastics and self-justifying rationalizations. And then the secret, which the priest prays during the offertory, begs, may the fasting, that is our Lenten observance, dedicated to your name, O Lord, make us holy for this present sacrifice. May the fasting be that catalyst by which we might choose God and become holy even now. The preface in particular is quite lovely. It says, by this bodily fast, God curbs our vices, elevates our minds, and bestows on us both strength and its rewards. So by the observances of Lent, 
We're practicing detachment from the world so that we can be more attached to God. By the Lenten fast, God is curbing the vices of sloth and anger and gluttony and lust, and then putting away the pleasures of this world. Our minds can be elevated to God, to focus on Him intently. And then as we struggle through Lent, God is bestowing on us the strength to overcome our temptations and even the rewards of virtue and holiness. He's giving us the strength to travel on the hard road. He's giving us the strength to make tough calls, the strength to overcome our everyday temptations, the strength to overcome those temptations that are holding us back even now. And then he gives us the reward of entering through the narrow gate, even now coming a little bit closer. So this Lent should stop making excuses. Should stop making excuses for when we give up on the moral life, give up on what is right and just and true. Rather, we should start making the tough call and be willing to sacrifice literally everything for the sake of God. So we make the daily decision to persevere in prayer. And in the life of grace, and during Lent, through the Lenten observance, we receive the strength that's necessary to travel down that hard road—the one that leads to the narrow gate and into eternal life. But we can't say we'll do it tomorrow. We can't wait until next Lent. We can't say we'll make the tough call next time. I mean, this could very well be the last Lent that we have to get back on the hard road. This could be the ba- last one we have to get back on the hard road that leads to the narrow gate and into eternal life. So we better make sure we're on that road now. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Even this sermon might be the last of God's mercies shown to you. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever.